internet will tell us. Yeah. <laughs> All right, ready? Okay. All right. Ahem, ahem, ahem. la 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 la. <laughs> ahem. Good evening, everyone, Hello. and welcome to the Funbox Monster Podcast. I am Tristan. I am Matt Awkward. And today we are doing the famous Clint Howard vehicle, Ice Cream Man. Yes. World famous. This is the, the role that made Clint Howard famous. <laughs> Maybe not. Uh, but this is, this is definitely his best role. It's, this is like, this was written for him. And it's like, this is, when I think of Clint Howard, I think of this movie. And uh, it's so unfortunate when I was researching this movie, I, I found out that there was a Kickstarter back in like 2014 to make a uh, sequel. And it just what? and it just tanked, unfortunately. I would have donated to that. Uh, I did not notice that when it was out, but apparently, even if I did donate, they were so so far short. And it was only like a three hundred thousand dollar goal, and I think they got like four wow. four thousand of it. <laughs> like that's it. Oh man! It was going to be called wow, Sunday so Bloody sad. Sunday, <laughs> and it was going to be more of a straight horror movie, and it was going to take place in real time, like real time had progressed, and he was going to go after the kids as adults. Like, that sounds oh. fucking awesome. <laughs> it does sound awesome. And he wouldn't even need the prosthetic forehead anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, mean. You're mean. <laughs> no, it is mean. He actually would. Actually, he has a decent set of hair, had, like, head of hair. I've seen him recently, mm -hmm. and he looks yeah. great. Fucking, he looks, <laughs> he looks healthy and happy. And he, he just went in for surgery for his... For his shoulder, and uh, yeah, he was—he's—he's he's doing great. He was just posing with the ice cream cone on Instagram. There, <laughs> I love he that. Has that. Oh my god! Yeah, the world needs to follow Clint Howard on Instagram <laughs> you turn, because you it is a on. fun follow. <laughs> yeah, man, it's it's great. Uh, and yeah, he did do a do some shtick with uh, with his local ice cream man coming up with the uh, the guy's head in the cone yeah. and ordering <laughs> ordering ice cream for him and his wife. <laughs> Good stuff. Oh, man. Yeah, awesome. All right. Oh, so, actually, I have a question before we start. Yeah. Did you think, like, so at one point in this movie, like, this movie about, I feel like about 10 minutes of this movie, you feel kind of like they were going for a very dark tone and that it was going to be, like, a really, like, horrific, like, kind of a torture porn kind of thing. And then... Because he's always in shadow, and he's just being creepy, and he's straight up not making any quips. He's just like, he's not doing the Freddy Krueger in part three through eternity. Yeah. He's kind of just being being just really weird. It, do you think it changed, or do you think it was always like supposed to be this? I can't see. It's weird, yeah. It almost seems like one of those kind of art house, like, dark character studies at first, you know? Yeah. But then all of a sudden, absolutely, it just gets ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it becomes just, I mean, it's one of these movies from the 90s. It's, you know, it's Dr. Giggles. It's like, I was going to say that, it's, yeah, it's Dr. Own... Giggles, uh, The Dentist. Um, yeah, it's, it's all a those, genre. Uh, yeah. I don't know what it is. Does Jack Frost count? I mean, Snowman's a profession. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about that. It's more that I was thinking of it as like, the kind of uh, slasher killer as a quipping superhero character. Oh, okay. Like basically the post the post Freddy, where it's a surreal, 
uh, comedic take on everything, and it's just like gross outs for the sake of gross outs, and it's gotcha. like I was, it's very knowing and nudgy about all the bad jokes and all the stuff. I was thinking you were going for that profession kind of slasher, like the dentist. No, uh, Dr. but there Giggles, is that too. Uh, the vagrant. There is <laughs> if, if being a vagrant. Vagrant is not a profession. <laughs> <laughs> it is quite literally the opposite, I think. Uh, <laughs> but either way. All right, let's get into it. Okay. Let's get into this wonderful movie. Um, okay, so we start out and we get this, uh, like, Pleasantville, black and white, like, leave it to beaver neighborhood. <laughs> you know, the ice cream man shows up and it's like, oh, everything's cute and cuddly. And then from fucking out of nowhere, nowhere <laughs> left field, we get 1920s, 30s, 40s gangsters. <laughs> I don't know what era this is, but they speed gun. around the corner. Like, yeah, the like Elliot Ness yeah. Untouchables era, you know, prohibition gangsters <laughs> screech around the corner and take out the ice cream man because he's made some enemies somehow. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what. I, I didn't notice until the second time through, but he's got there's a bag of Coke out of his pocket when the ice cream man's dead on the ground. Like there's a bag of powder. So I think it, Yeah. So I think it was like a drug deal kind of thing. Huh. I think so. He got killed in a drive-by for drive, cocaine drive, in the because I think he's selling coke out the ice cream truck and he ripped off that's uh, Capone. Yeah, oh, sure. There we go. Okay, that makes sense. So he gets shot, and <laughs> yeah, then a sure, little that kid. Makes sense. <laughs> mm, yeah, that that part makes perfect sense. <laughs> then we get this little kid who comes up to the corpse, and then like literally pulls a push-up out of the ice cream, the dead ice cream man's hand, <laughs> and then just sits on the curb and says, but who's going to bring the ice cream, mama? Yeah. I find, He's got like a big either head wound or blood smear I from think like it was just splashback. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I just find it so weird. I, I find this movie very surprising that that ice cream man isn't that kid's father at all. It always seems like it's his dad, I, like it, like in Dr. Giggles. You know what I mean? Like they have yeah. that, like, who is he? It makes no sense. Like what? The ice cream man got shot. So he turns into a crazy this, ice cream man? Yeah, <laughs> this is just, it's a... It, no connection I to him? I think it's just the, a matter of this was the traumatic experience that made him into a, you know, an insane murderer. <laughs> you know, and... It's weak. happens again. <laughs> It's oh, it's very very weak, very <laughs> of course. But again, in this even in this era, usually the the 80s were a little more guilty of this. But it was like, oh, you're mentally ill. Well, you're gonna kill people with an axe yeah. at some point, you know. Like, it would have made so, so much more sense if it went the route of dad. of the neighborhood kids played a trick on the ice cream man and that accidentally killed him, and that was his dad, and then he became the ice cream man to get revenge on the kids. That would have made sense. That's and well, yeah, and also that it was his dad. And also <laughs> yes. that it was his dad. Yeah, he has like no weird motive except for just seeing this rando Coke dealer ice cream man get taken down. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, so he's, but according to this movie's logic, this has been the transformative event that turns him into the titular ice cream man who will exact revenge on this community in ways that are very confusing and lack any type of motivation. Um, and I also wonder when they start, too. Because his truck's filled with gunk stuff, but this is another part of these these kind of movies. There's always something that seems to, like, set these guys off. Like, nothing seems to mm -hmm. set these guy, this guy off. We just 
join him in progress, I guess. Yeah, I mean, he is, he was crazy, um, and now he's crazier somehow, yeah. I guess. He got out and he lives with his nurse from the hospital uh, yep. as his landlady. Uh, <laughs> their relationship was very confusing. Yeah. I didn't really know what was going on there. But apparently she was his, or he was her favorite at the hospital, and so he just kind of adopts her, I guess. So nurses at asylum or vice versa. always adopt I mean, their favorite patients. I think that's, I think that's, oh, that's total. That's how that works. Yeah. And that nurse, that was the, the lady from the, the star of, uh, of Black Christmas. Yes, totally. Olivia Hussey. That's so weird. <laughs> I had no idea. She looks so strange in this movie because she's, well, She's like the youngest old lady in the world. She has like completely like pristine, like fucking China doll skin. And she's like, oh, Sonny, you're so kind to me. And it's like, you look like you're 30, lady. What is that infernal racket? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They just pull her hair back and give her hard glasses. And it's like, old lady, soft. <laughs> <laughs> old lady or uh, lady that always has a weird problem in the, the far side cartoons. Yes, totally. Um, <laughs> Yep. Who left so, this squid in here? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, okay, so we we transition from the we go into the back of the ice cream man's truck, and then we have like a a transitional effect that brings us into the most stationary, pointless video game I've ever seen in my life. What is it's that? Like, there's a kid playing a video game that <laughs> that seems to be a cardboard cutout. <laughs> inside a tv and he just <laughs> like, keeps he just keeps typing two keys and like nothing happens yeah he's got, and he doesn't even have like a right it's, it's not even it's a not like he a has keyboard, a like, joystick yeah. or or anything yeah he's got a keyboard <laughs> yep so that was interesting an interesting choice by the prop department <laughs> uh but uh so <laughs> so uh when the ice cream man's truck shows up the little kid, whose name is Roger, who was playing the fake video game, he runs out with money that he has taken out of his mom's purse illicitly, and she scolds him for it, but then lets him go anyway. Um, and he, being a freaking savage, wastes it on a push-up like yeah. a fucking lunatic. Yeah, get a turtle pot. <laughs> God, you have anything there to you could get you could get a teenage mutant ninja turtles. Pop That's what I did. I ate so many of those back in the day. I grew up in ice yeah. cream truck land. They drove by my house. It was fantastic. <laughs> that is fantastic. Oh my god! But yeah, so uh, I can't see that happening Clint up in that Kyle. <laughs> it did not. It did there not. were no, no ice cream trucks in northern Maine. In, San, uh, in Sanford, we had an ice cream man. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, we literally. I don't think we had an ice cream man in the town. I mean, there are 10,000 people in this town that's basically the size of a county down yeah. here. So <laughs> I can't imagine that. I can't imagine we did. Luckily, we had convenience stores where we could just go there and yeah. get ice cream. Not the fun. same. <laughs> it's true. It isn't the same. Being it was a horrible fucking disappointment. They don't have bomb pops. I'm, and I just like yeah, the way bomb I, pops look. <laughs> they look cool. <laughs> I mean, they kind of do. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, Roger, so, what's his nuts, runs up to get a push-up. Yep. And uh, Ice Cream Man plays that foolish little game with him because he doesn't say please. But it's, I, it's awkward. It's creepy. 
it is it's very awkward it's very creepy but it's also really funny because like uh those turkish ice cream guys have gone viral lately that are like whoop here's your ice cream nope you don't get it oh yes you do here it is oh well, oh it's over here and it's in your ear and now it's over here and it's funny because it's like oh that's kind of what clint howard was doing here only without the style i have no idea what you're talking but- about <laughs> It's funny. If you look it up, there's like literally like Turkish ice cream guys. They do basically like 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 sleight of hand magic with the ice cream cones yep. as it's like sort of a juggling sleight of hand act that they do as they serve you ice cream. Gotcha. And so, you know, I think he's ahead of his time or he's just a multicultural ice cream man who has studied the ice cream arts from afar. It's probably that. That's my guess. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, <laughs> probably very much he, he, that. he had lots and lots of happy happy days at wishing well to uh to study these to uh research yes when they were injecting reanimator serum directly into his brain what was that? <laughs> delightful yeah. uh delightful is what it was so he's like leering and making his weird growly noises and whatever and then we're introduced to tuna our fake fat kid and I will make one comment on the fact that he is not fat and he clearly has a pillow in his shirt. It's, it's a pillow. I think that's a good choice. You also see yes, him walking it's... very odd at some points because I think he's trying to make that pillow not <laughs> fall out of his shirt. Yes. Uh, set, Agree. Set, uh, but let's just talk about Let's talk Tuna for a little bit. Okay, let's talk Tuna. Why did he have to be a fat kid? It didn't really, like... <sighs> He ran slow, but anybody else could just run yeah. slow. It didn't. That wasn't really a plot point. Um, no, he, I mean, the, I, I think it was a. I think it was a stand by me riff, maybe. Um, but either way, I think they they wanted the fat kid because it made it easier for them to be like, look, he he's slower than everybody else. Mm-hmm. This pillow that he has under his shirt is slowing <laughs> him down considerably. So he shows up late. So somebody else will get abducted and then he'll see it and he can report back. And it's just a plot device that allows him to be so that all three kids aren't in the same place at the same time. So different things can happen. Then why not just um, get a it's, fat kid? <laughs> it's so-, so here's what I here's what I say about that. Yeah, I think that when you have adult actors screaming insults at an uh, actually overweight child, yeah. I think it's fucking horrifying. Like I see that kind of shit and I'm like. Oh, that kid's going to be fucked up for life. Yeah, that is and true. And then you see like a skinny kid and you put a pillow under his under his shirt and you're like, "You know what? That kid can handle it cuz it doesn't <laughs> affect him. It's not, you know, like they're not actually insulting him." And I think maybe the fat suit kid might be a better choice just as far as like not not ruining a child's life I and never turning thought him into that. a serial I'll, killer I'll, I'll at some later you. later date. But I must say, you know, the, I'm, the pillow I'm is just so gonna say distracting. That, I think they couldn't find I, I don't feel like they were being nice about this. I think that they couldn't find a fat kid who could act. And they found this kid and they were like, oh, my God, you're good for two roles because he could have been anybody in that. Oh, yeah. In that cast. Really good actor. Good looking kid. Like he could have pretty much done yeah. any role. But then they were like, uh, well, we need to fill this one. So fuck it. Here's a pillow, <laughs> which, you know, whatever. It works. This movie's a delight either way. Yes. Um, so, <laughs> so the supermarket scene's the worst, though. He looks the worst in that scene with that stupid oh, pillow. Oh, my God. Because he has to do action stuff. Yeah. Like, they couldn't afford a, like a fat suit. They couldn't afford to build no. something for him. So it's straight up an like actual super, pillow. It's like they shoved you can tell and everything square. under his Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It's squared <laughs> right next to his shoulders. Yeah. 
uh, <laughs> and again, because this is a comedy, supposedly, I mean, a lot of it, a lot of it, the comedy does land, but some of it is just so surreal comedy mm-hmm. that it's almost, it, it almost plays into it to have weird stuff like that in it. Definitely. Um, so, so meanwhile, we have this kid who's a dead ringer for Macaulay Culkin sitting on a swing set and he's reading The Pied Piper, which is so fucking stupid. It drives me insane. This, just this part of the movie is the only thing that really bothers me about really? it. Really? It didn't bother me at all. What, what do you tell? Legitimately bothers me. Okay, why? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. That's it's not like, Paul's reading aha. that book. No, it... They're trying to to kick this like he's the Pied Piper. The ice cream man is the Pied Piper. Yep. And it's constantly reiterated over and over and over and over and over again. And it's like, no, he's not. <laughs> Clint Howard is actively repelling people with his creepiness. <laughs> Nobody's following Clint Howard. Nobody's like, boy, I wonder what that guy's up to. I want to hang out with him for a while. <laughs> Every person that sees him goes, oh, fuck. There's something wrong with him. Yeah. And I need to be elsewhere. Okay. And so I, I don't know how, how the Pied Piper analogy really works out. And they just, they constantly nail it, like try to bring it home. And it just, I don't know. It doesn't work for me. Yep. That's all. That's my only, okay. that's my only issue. Um, so. And then, yeah, speaking <laughs> he's of, reading. You just keep thinking this kid's going to get stung by a bee. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, they're just constantly putting him in like perv danger. Because, like, it always feels like there's a pervert sneaking up on him as ex- as exemplified by this scene where he's, like, reading his book distracted by himself on the swing set. And the old man who's picking up trash is just kind of slowly <laughs> creeping up behind him. And you're like, oh, boy, this is going to end badly. And it doesn't. No. Turns out the... I think the old pervert was probably trying to abduct them this whole time. And he's just a B-plot that doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> Well, he but, gets he gets uh, stopped by the ice cream man because the ice cream man knew it and he stopped him because he's good. Yes. <laughs> Turns out that Clint Howard was actually only killing off people who were going to do terrible things to these children, yeah. and also that dog was going to eat somebody. Yeah. That dog was the next Hitler. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So his fr- his three friends show up. So he so this guy decides not to abduct the kid. Uh, and, oh, the kid's name is Small Paul. Small Paul, because he's and, small. And they and they call themselves the Rocketeers. <laughs> because they <laughs> Because have... they own a single rocket. Uh, there's two. I believe. Oh, really? What's the are... second one? I thought two of the kids had rockets on their bike. Oh, well, I don't know. All I know oh, is that Heather shoot, had though. to... Heather, right, Heather had to actually switch bikes yeah. with one of them later because she needed the rocket yes. for something for reasons that we never <laughs> never, <laughs> we never find except out. for freaking out and never shooting really a comes... cop car <laughs> <laughs> and then it cuts away so we never know what actually happened after <laughs> that um okay so uh the fake fat kid loses his ice cream and eats it anyway in a in a gross thing because that he's be a fat kid emotionally... he just, he, even if his food right. has dirt on it he eats it because he's fat Exactly. Thanks, and so in a movie. move that would be emotionally devastating to a child who was actually overweight, uh, they make him do that scene where instead they just do it to a regular, normal, like, they, uh, 
<laughs> could have just made Freak him a kid. gross kid, like like Puck from the real world who ate cereal with his fingers. They could have just made him like Ooh. one of those guys. That would have been good. Yeah, that would have been awesome. <laughs> but they didn't. They didn't. They made they him a fake package. They chose to go kid. the gross way. Yep. Thanks, so Betty. They all, go, <laughs> they all go to sit on the, uh, I don't know what you call that thing, the, the spinny playground Mary thing. Merry-go-round. That makes everybody vomit. Is that a merry-go-round? Yeah. Sure. It doesn't have horses or anything, but it's just, it just spins and yeah. makes you barf. Yeah. Okay. So they go lay on that thing. And then the creepy old man shows up <laughs> while they're laying on the spinny thing. And they're talking about the Pied Piper. And they're like, and this thing happens. And he's like, let me tell you the rest of the story, kids. <laughs> As he's spinning them faster. Yeah. He's like, and then the Pied Piper took them out to the, to the water. And he led them to their deaths. And they all drown. And the kids are like, they didn't drown. The kids always get away. He's like, oh, I thought the kids drowned. <laughs> and then they all get yeah. away from him. <laughs> I thought that, that guy was, was great. I, yeah, he was great. He's a great little creeper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can't think of a single person who doesn't crush their role in this movie. Yeah. I mean, everybody is great. Everybody's awesome. Even Jan Michael Vincent stumbling drunk through it like he always does. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would say Jan Michael Vincent is the worst actor in the movie because you can tell that he's intoxicated, yeah. but he's still kind of doing okay you know like for for him in this stage of his career just before you know full-on full-on collapse Mm -hmm. he's doing okay (laughs) he did pretty good um so george is the last one on the playground and uh the ice cream man shows up creepy groundskeeper still stabbing the trash uh out back and the ice cream man looks at him and he's like, that reminds me of getting stabbed in the brain with a reanimator needle. <laughs> and so he has a crazy flashback to when uh, when one of the doctors at his crazy asylum jabbed an enormous like oh. 500 cc needle full of swamp juice. I think, that, his brain. I think that's just an average Tuesday for him at this point. We have so many yeah, flashbacks so of him getting stabbed by that giant needle. <laughs> yeah, oh, <And> clowns. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I want to know if that guy actually was dressed as a clown during that, or if yeah. that was just a <laughs> so good. So uh, he, so George goes up to him and he's like, "You feel okay, Ice Cream Man?" <laughs> and Clint's like, "Yeah, Ice Cream Man feels real happy." <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um. And that's that's still like when we're still in this kind of like very dark feeling, like mm. like you were saying, like kind of student film kind of and it almost creepy thing. And we see that thing where he kind of comes up to the kid, but then it just cuts to something else, so we don't know if he did anything. It uh, it, it very much reminded me of um, Clean Shaven. I don't know if you've seen that movie. But there was a scene in that where have, it's like not forever. He was going after like a girl, and you're like, oh, did he actually? kill that girl or did like he kind of like approaches and it just cuts and you're just left to uh, you hear some weird sounds off the screen that could or could not be like a screamy kind of thing like right and i think that's another thing is that i think that this movie suggests that it's being artsy but every time it suggests it it's a it's a fake out mm-hmm. you know like every time it's like we're just not gonna show you something it's like no 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 we just didn't do anything 
It's like any of those things are all just fakes <laughs> because they they will legitimately show you every time they blend up a fucking dog in the uh, <laughs> yeah. or a stuffed animal. Uh, <laughs> they do kill a stuffed animal in this movie. Um, so the three kids run home to Heather's house and her dad meets them at the door played by the only actor who will say yes, easier than Malcolm McDowell, David Warner. Uh, <laughs> that is a very, very apt description. <laughs> that poor bastard. This guy is like a great actor. Oh, yeah. This guy is a great actor and he's always in garbage. I don't know what happened to him. <laughs> I mean, listen, I love Ice Cream Man, but I don't know that if I was trying to be a professional actor, I would want it on my resume. Like, I don't think it would help you. He was great. If you were a, he was a great di- in Turtles too. <laughs> he was. Dude, he's great in everything. Yeah. But he also just doesn't say no to anything. Yeah. Also, I think he's actually kind of one of those guys that gets off scot-free for that shit too. Like, where Malcolm McDowell is, like, branded as, like, the garbage guy where it's like you need a great actor for your garbage project Malcolm will do it but David Warner for some reason it's like I, I feel like he still gets hired for real stuff yeah like the, maybe the I don't know I don't watch real stuff so I wouldn't know <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't seem to tarnish him as much I mean like obviously you know Tron and uh, like uh, time bandits were a long time ago at this point but mm-hmm. still like, I think he was still getting real roles in the 90s. I don't know. Turtles 2. It's weird. <laughs> oh, exactly. There you go. Turtles 2. Perfect. <laughs> I a mean, real that's movie. a that huge movie. Height. That's a real movie. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's literally the criteria for a real movie. <laughs> if it has vanilla ice. <laughs> that has been <laughs> that's been the criteria I judge everything by my whole life. You must not like a lot of if, movies. <laughs> <laughs> Even before Vanilla Ice existed, yeah. <laughs> I was judging things that way. Um, okay, so Ice Cream Man returns to his ice cream lair and is greeted by his uh, his nurse lady's barking dog, Nurse Warden. Nurse Warden. <laughs> is is it Warden? W a r d e n. Oh yeah, it's Nurse Warden. Oh, it is. Yeah. Okay, I thought it was Wharton. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. But again, like, fuck, I'm going Warden. this movie doesn't fuck around no. because that's like Tuna's Warden. last that's name like, is Casserole. That's like, I know, I saw that in the credits. Oh, no, it's uh, Cassara, <laughs> but it's close enough. Yeah, it's it's Cassara. <laughs> so it's like Tuna Cassara. Kind of name I is mean, Tuna. Maybe. Tuna. Tuna. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> We'll get and there. Uh, that, but yeah, nurse, that brings up a pet peeve of mine too. But yeah, yeah nurse, nurse we'll warden there. is just like being called a warden jailer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there was a great Steven Seagal movie that had something like that. His name was like Marshall Justice or something. <laughs> oh, it was awesome. Did you ever see the cartoon oh, um, Sheep in the Big City? Yes. Yeah. Do you remember all the generals in that? Uh, the army characters. They're all like general specific. Yes. General Mills. Yep. <laughs> general audience. General. Oh my god, that show was amazing. It was the best. It's not yeah, got a full I release. I release at all. all yeah. Sheep in the big city. So good. <laughs> Weird. Oh my god. So, <laughs> so uh, he gets a uh, what? What happens here? What? Oh, that's right. The Where dog is barking at him. Oh, yeah. Okay, so he's he's gone home. The dog's barking at him, and he grabs a push pop like he's going to try to bribe the dog with a push pop. I wish he did. And he pushes the plunger. 
on the on the push pop and produces a knife. And he says, are you having a bad day? <laughs> uh, and so so we cut to inside to Nurse Warden, who is the spinstery young woman. Um, and we hear a dog whimper. So we know that yep. he has killed the dog. But he kills it off screen. And you're like, well, at least we're spared any kind of dog murder stuff. <laughs> Cut to it's later cut to a grinder. Into a grinder. <laughs> which which isn't even a real grinder. If you watch closely near the end of the scene, you'll see the bottom oh. wheel start spinning oh God. Oh. off rotation from the top wheel. Like it's obviously like there's just two people spinning oh, yeah. spinning things on each side oh, of this thing. <laughs> this movie had a two million dollar budget and spent, you know, Clint Howard had to be a million and a half, right? He's worth it to me. <laughs> He's worth every penny. Yeah. Um this movie Speaking, not to divert too much, but speaking of Clint Howard, we're in this good movie, at that. Who cares? This Let's movie, do it. <laughs> this movie is so Clint Howardy. Mm-hmm. Like, as somebody who has been a Clint Howard fan, like forever. Like, I loved his like internet talk show, and like, I just love him as a fucking weirdo. He's mm-hmm. one of my favorite weirdos in the world. Um, but all of this stuff is very him, like the plastic sunflowers and all of these, like the weird clown stuff and all that. That's really him. Like, that's kind of his aesthetic. Mm-hmm. I wonder how much influence Clint Howard had on this movie, or if he took the role because it was about him, basically, or it was written for him. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm not I sure. I don't know. I'm not sure if it because was written for him or not, but I can't imagine the Ice Cream Man being anybody but at this point after watching no. this. Like. No, there's there's no one who could who could be the ice cream man yeah. other than Clint Howard. He is. Oh, my God. He is so perfect. Um, yeah. So <laughs> this is my favorite line of the whole movie. He's he has killed this dog and he's like trying to distract Nurse Warden from from seeing that he's killed the dog. So he pops his head in the window when she's looking out to see what's happened. I love the and music. She's like, too. What's that on your face? Yeah. It's grenadine for my ice cream <laughs> treats. <laughs> and and this is also where the movie, this movie has such a cool, surreal bent to it. Like when he pops his head yeah. up it's, and, and it plays that sideshow kind of, mm-hmm. you know, like I, yeah. lo- I love all the feeling of that whole atmosphere of that. Like it's so corny. And that's the deal. Is it like it cuts into like Pee Wee's Playhouse yeah. kind of world. Like it, it really is so much of it is intentionally surreal and some of it is jokes. I feel like they walked the line so perfectly in this movie because it never gets to the point where it's too far gone, where it's like, he's never doing anything that's supernatural. Yep. He's doing crazy things. He's doing weird things. Like what? Get, What's supernatural? Getting away from the cops at the end, zipping up onto the roof of the ice cream truck and then dropping down and clubbing them without them noticing how he got up to the roof. That's a little supernatural. Okay, I mean, yeah, but that's supernatural in the way that, like, Rambo dodging bullets is supernatural. You know, it's like, it's movie supernatural. Yeah. It's not like... He's not... It's not like he just, like, he shows up on a BMX track or something, you know, like Freddy would. Okay, yeah. It's not like... Well, he's not Freddy, no. (laughs) Right. He doesn't doesn't do supernatural weird things that are out of character. Um... So he grinds up the dog in the the meat grinder that every ice cream truck has. Um, and they're going to love you. 
because he's going to put the, <laughs> the dog in the ice cream. That's another thing with this that makes no sense. Okay. When we see all of his ice cream tubs, they're just like blood and guts and rats everywhere. And the, you tell me nobody's tasting rat poop or, or when he feeds the cop the eyeball, like he doesn't notice that fucking eyeball. <laughs> like nobody's noticing these. <laughs> yeah, this is this is another question that I have that probably is a cut to the end. You know what? I'm going to skip to the end because I do have a I have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. What is he putting in? So he's like shaking stuff into the into the ice cream. Is he does he have a crematorium? Are those cremains that he's putting? I in thought there? it was just powdered because, sugar. No, because he starts he's like fishing stuff out. And he's like shaking, shaking that strainer at the well, end, and it's was, like that was earrings. The, that was a tramp. It was earrings in her diaphragm. Right. Yeah. But I thought that that was what was left over from the cremains pro- like process. You know, like you burn everything, and then all that's left is the fillings and the oh. and the earrings and the gold and everything. And so he's shaking this powder into the thing, and that was the other thing. If that is cremains, did she have a flame-proof diaphragm? I don't think I don't think she was cremated. I think, she, <laughs> I think it was just like the body was chopped up in a grinder, and those things were left behind, intact. Huh. <laughs> I don't know, man. Not I'm bad. I'm suspicious, but uh, I would love to talk to the screenwriter about that. <laughs> I'd like to know. Um, so do it. We got the Forever <laughs> Evil guy. <laughs> That's a good point. We need to do more of that. I I've just been I've been failing after I saw. That uh, Marcus got uh, fucking who? Who did oh, he talk to last week? Rude just got a uh, Jim Wynorski. Yeah, and I was like, "Son of a bitch, we need to do that." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Holy shit, we could have asked Jim Wynorski." So yeah, <laughs> he would have might have said yes. Just give a shout out to a uh, Rude Rude Horror Podcast uh, with Marcus. And yeah, he is, check he is, that he out. Is crushing it. <laughs> yeah, so good. Um, <laughs> so that's amazing. Uh, all right, so we get to one of the kids' house, Johnny's house. Our smash cut from the dog being ground up is straight to a gross, uncooked hamburger thing. What was that? that she pulls out of the. <laughs> it was just—it's a comedy smash cut for gross effect. Okay. To gross meat dish, because it was. It was just like to, a, It didn't it, work. It was an unnaturally large, bloody. <laughs> steak disc like a perfect circular steak that was too big to actually be a steak yeah yep yeah like a like a jello souffle made out of ground beef or something like something the mom and better off dead would be making (laughs) exactly um so we're it's johnny's house and uh we learned that his brother is not only a total shit sandwich but he's also going to be a cop it's shocker. Yeah, it's, um, it's so appropriate at these times, too. It's strange. Jesus. Especially the line later yeah. on in the thing where he's like, you can't go, you're a cop. Uh, but I've got the gun. The badge will follow. I've got, <laughs> I've got the gun. The badge will follow. Defunbox Monster Podcast. Defund the Monster Podcast. Anyway. Defunbox uh, anyway, uh, do, 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 do. uh, so, so he like, makes fun of Tuna's name idea, for... bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm for it. All right. All right. I'm, I'm doing it. Yeah. Write that down. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So, so his brother basically because, okay, this is, I'm going to get to my, my pet peeve here. Okay. I hate it 
when a screenwriter makes a funny name so that they can then make fun of the fact that somebody has a dumb name. It feels like such a weak cop-out, like where it's like, aha, look, he's called Tuna. Let's make jokes about that. And it's like, no one is called Tuna. You did that. You yeah. did that. <laughs> that is cheating. But the thing, the there are some of us that work hard on formulating stuff like this. That is unfair to us. But the thing is, the writer doesn't even write anything clever to make fun of him for it. He's just like, oh, look at the name's Tuna. Tuna. I'm Tuna. That's all he I'm does. Tuna. That's the extent of his joke. And then after he says that joke, he waits a minute and then repeats it again. <laughs> Some name. Tuna. Tuna. Yeah, that, oh, wait, that, oh, does, that guy is... That, that is the most clever line is, well, oh, he does smell like a rotting fish. No! Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, so he does have... <laughs> yeah. That's that was given to him so that he could improv while in the background instead of rhubarbing. So they're like the only thing that the dad has to go by is, oh, the inmates have taken over the asylum. Yep. Oh my god, These can you control are- them? You got to work low. Look out for this guy. These oh hey, he's crazy. talking. I don't know how to stop him. <laughs> and so that's his entire improv. The cop dad's or cop brother's entire improv is tuna, tuna. What kind of name is tuna? Hey. Uh, I named my kid Tuna. Why'd I do that? That's stupid. I'm a dumb guy. (laughs) And so they do all that improv. So there's some sort of rhubarb rhubarb behind the mother Mm -hmm. while she's taking the call, finding out that there's a missing kid. I mean, and it, it isn't bad. I, I say that in the, maybe the actors improvs were weak, but staging wise, it's fucking cool. Like Mm -hmm. it sounds great. Like, you think that you're you're focusing on one conversation. They pan in, and you're like, oh, hey, we're actually focusing on this thing, and that becomes the background conversation. We focus in on her. It's it's really it's it's awesome. Uh, this movie is very very well made. Period. Well, like, well, this it's is directed a, by a porn director, movie. so I mean, he's he's very <laughs> adept at catching scenes and moments. <laughs> yes, I'm telling you, this movie is just well made period it is like i i have no like technical problems with any any of this movie but fun fact this was directed by the same director of edward penis hands oh classic yeah and uh cyrano <laughs> a movie with the big dick nose <laughs> oh man so good <laughs> and this I, was his only I, foray into mainstream filmmaking that's crazy yeah because again it's really good yeah and also there was no boobs in it. No. It's weird that a porn director would make something like this and have absolutely no, he's zero. He's fucking sick of them. <laughs> oh, <I'm> sure... <laughs> if I have to see another set of boobs, I'm going to go crazy and make the ice cream man. Seriously. <laughs> Somebody like shit. It's actually, it's actually nice to shoot people with their clothes on for a change. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm just happy to be any place that it doesn't smell like Astroglide. It's great. I'm just happy about that. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so, all right. all right. So, uh, oh, yeah. Now mom doesn't want Johnny out after dark oh, and tells man. the cop bro and girlfriend to take them to a movie tomorrow night, which all of this seems like it's going to be a huge plot point. It's because not. Because they all... All of this is so set up to be this big deal where it's like, oh, look, he's dropping them off. Now they're alone. What's going to happen? Oh, they go visit his dad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so they're completely safe and visiting his dad. That's oh, fu- okay. Fucking nothing <laughs> happened. Cool. So that is where they that is where they go. 
Speaking um, of nothing happening, we learned about his dad's affair, and then we watched the dad and the mom fight about the affair, and that all is for... Except, uh, I that, guess, that maybe to show that the parents don't have time right. for their problems, but... Right. I just feel we could ignore that. that. I feel we could scratch that whole subplot. I it, guess it gets the dad killed in like the end I when he's leaving her house, but... They could have worked I feel like way. I would have had a problem with why the adults didn't address these things if they didn't do something like this. I think yeah. the fact that they did like actively make it so that they're having like a kind of like very confusing to a child kind of argument, like having a, you know, dad's cheating on mom and they hate each other mm-hmm. and he's just like doesn't want to talk to them because it's it's that bad. Obviously gonna be murdered by the ice cream man is enough that you'd go shut the fuck up thank you exactly there's a murderer so i mean (laughs) but in in this type of movies movie logic that's what keeps the parents from like oh my dad told me to stop talking twice i guess i'll just not tell him i saw this guy get killed yeah (laughs) yeah. clearly it's not important Mm. um yeah uh so we cut to uh ice cream man's memory of uh of Nurse Wharton back when she was hot before she put on glasses uh, and a like and a pogo style Gacy clown yeah. who's feeding him vanilla ice cream in a mental ward. <laughs> Whew. Yeah, that's that's a lot of that's a lot of stuff. There are no <laughs> bad days here at Wishing Well. Just happy, happy, happy days. <laughs> you know, some days aren't happy, happy, happy. Oh, shit. I never put it together. Wasn't Ron Howard Clint's brother on Happy Days? Okay, that that's another level here. Yes. Ah. So that's his breakout role. And that's so Clint Howard goes on to do things like the ice cream man. Ron Howard goes on to direct Oscar winning movies yeah. and make millions and millions of dollars. Um, so he constantly mentions in the breakdown, happy, happy days. <laughs> and so I feel in I feel like there's a level of this that is about Clint Howard. At the same time, it's about the ice cream man. That there's like little like, my fucking brother won another Oscar, huh? That's great. I I hope that I can get $300,000 to make ice cream man too. (laughs) I've often wondered that. I don't don't think it's true. I think that the two of them love each other. Because I think think Ron Howard puts him in every fucking movie. He does. I think that, I mean, because Ron Howard is awesome and so is Clint. And I think... (laughs) I think that Ron appreciates the weirdo that that Clint is. Yeah. I just always imagine. I, I just always wonder what like Thanksgiving dinner at the Howards is like. So what did you do this year? Oh, I won Academy <laughs> Awards and oh, I was a ferryman in House of the Dead. This movie based on an arcade game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it definitely, definitely the career paths of the two of them went in different directions. It's it is funny though because they were both child actors, you know. Oh, yeah. Clint was the was in Star Trek when he was like 4. Yep. So, you know, he's he's always been a a star kid, but uh it's weird. It's super weird that that Ron is so huge yep. and that Clint is so hanging with the cool kids, honestly, but but what looks like, you know, what probably looks to the parents like uh, having a bottomed out career. But in reality is like, I feel like Ron Howard's career is like, oh, you sold out for a bunch Dude, of fucking money. Who gives a I shit? Ron Howard made I ice cream, man. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, Clint Howard made Clint Ice Cream Howard, Man. Yeah. I can't even think of a Ron Howard movie I'd want to watch. Like, yeah. I'm trying to think of a, what do you do? Like that Mel Gibson taken movie or Ransom, I think, or, or yeah, Apollo, Apollo 13. I've never seen that. Never wanted to. Yeah, uh, me either. I've seen, uh, I've seen The Raid with Clint Howard. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh, Arrested Development. Yes, that is great. <laughs> so there, and that feels like Ron Howard coming back and being like, I'm going to come hang with the cool kids again. Yep. <laughs> when he did Arrested yeah, Development. Yeah, definitely give him a pass for that. I love that show. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that's why you know that he probably is friends with Clint and yep. kind of hangs out. Because he can do that kind of stuff. Um, so we're now we're now aware of the fact that she's the care t- she was his caretaker at the asylum that's what that whole flashback tells him yep. and he wakes up and he's like he's passed out on his <laughs> lawn underneath the plastic daisies the little spinning pinwheel daisies uh for being like constantly on the dirty ground that white suit is remarkably clean oh yeah oh it's, i i'm sure they um, had to take precautions to keep it that way because they probably only had one white suit <laughs> they probably like swept the ground put a like brown tarp underneath it tried everything they could do to not get it uh messy i'm sure um so yeah we find out about dad about tuna's dad's cartoon floozy that he's cheating with who is also amazing mm. she's she's incredible oh, i love her yeah she's a total cartoon <laughs> yeah a total straight uh, up yeah neighborhood sex pot hit it on everything <laughs> Yeah, I mean, she's like, she literally gets done having sex with this guy, and then she's like, oh, hi, Ice Cream Man. Ice Cream Man. We should have sex. <laughs> I love, too, how everybody, like, uh, calls him Ice Cream Man. Like, even the cops, when they're interrogating him and they know his name's Gregory, they're just like, what's in the ice cream, Ice Cream Man? <laughs> Classified. Classified. <laughs> uh, okay, so Ice Cream Man now like pulls over because there are cops there i don't know if the cops signaled to him or whatever but he pulls over and starts talking to the police officers um and uh they're like hey we've you know there's some missing kids blah 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 do you know anything i don't know are there any leads <laughs> he asks um classified ice cream man classified so he orders now, this is something that I had to look up because I had a problem with it from the first time I heard it. Turns out I'm the one that's wrong. He orders some of the classic hard pack. You look- and I said, what the fuck is hard pack? It's- I have never heard this term in my life. Yeah. So what have, is it? Is it just you- the opposite of soft serve? No, I haven't, but I just assumed yeah, that it was That's all it is. Serve. It's, yeah. it's just, it is. It's literally... They call it hard pack because they put it in at a low temperature and then freeze it. So it's like it's in a liquid state and then they put it in and then the bubbles come out a bit. So it's not frothy. It's not like soft serve is like kind of whipped. Yeah. And it has like it has like uh, carrageenan and like other weird stuff to kind of gelatinize it. So it's a liquid when they freeze it. That makes so much sense because when they trashed his factory... They yeah, and it was all liquid. Yeah, I was so bothered by that because I was like, why is all this ice cream already melted? Okay. Ah, this movie, so that, to- this movie totally it. does its homework. Like, everything makes sense <laughs> in it. <laughs> yeah, and I had to look that up, and that was that was their answer was hard pack is something that's, like, poured into the thing, like, in a liquid state and then frozen. Okay. So, making it harder. But I first I'd heard of it. I don't know if it's maybe, a, like, an industry term 
that for some reason ice cream is so central to this community that they all know all the ins and outs of like <laughs> deep deep ice cream lore i don't know it could just be me uh but either way he orders the meltiest grossest scoop of rocky road that the world has ever seen and clint howard clumsily scoops it out like he's never seen an ice cream oh scoop i love it i love how schlocky it is when he <laughs> when he dips it he's just he's spilling it all over his hands he's sculpting it after he puts it on top like his hands would be just so oh. sticky he wouldn't even be able to handle money or anything after that i love it amazing so corny yeah it's so good uh, and so he also cores out a human eye and sticks it into the ice cream uh, as though it were a marshmallow. It's so... So because the Rocky Road has marshmallows in it, he can fool them into eating this human eyeball by shaping it like a marshmallow. <laughs> now, I'm just going to say, I've never tasted an eyeball, but I bet it doesn't that taste you like know a of. marshmallow. <laughs> that I know of. That you know of. I did used to hit up the ice cream <laughs> truck when I was growing up. I did say that. So. And <laughs> so sounds like somebody's eating a bunch of eyeballs ah! that they didn't know about, and they didn't. <laughs> yeah. But, like, we even get the close-up <laughs> of Do you the have really mouth. nice fingernails? If yeah. so, then you've eaten a lot of eyeballs. They've got a lot of keratin in them. It's really good for your fingernails. <laughs> <laughs> ah, see? Yeah. Uh, I just can't imagine childhood eyeball eating. That, I, I mean, I no. know it's like a B movie, but we even get the close-up of a cop just like <laughs> chewing the eyeball. And in one scene, you can tell it's clearly just a half eyeball from like a toy. <laughs> it's so. But what's weird about it is that it's so much grosser than if they'd had an expensive effect for it, mm -hmm. because the gross part of the effect is his beard all covered in ice cream yeah. and him chewing ice cream. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, literally grosser than any other thing in the movie. Mm -hmm. By far. By far the grossest thing <laughs> in the movie. Um, okay. So, what happens? Oh, <laughs> yeah, they do the classified line. Uh, he asks what's in the ice cream. He's like, that's classified, officer. Classified. <laughs> he throws it back in his face. You're a quick one, ice cream man. Yeah. He says, Appa I'm sorry. I, I mean, he says, you're a quick one, ice cream man. Sorry. I can't get that wooden line read that he had there. <laughs> That's Lee Majors <laughs> Jr. Lee Majors the second. Sure <laughs> Lee Majors squared. Um, yeah. So ice cream man visits the home wrecker and flashes back again for some reason into the, uh, he sees the clown out of costume telling Gregory that there are only happy, happy days while holding the <laughs> syringe. Um, and so Ice Cream Man, for some reason, after that flashback, decides that he's not going to kill her. He's like, he was like about to kill her. And then he's he was like, like nah. oh, you know what? There's only happy, happy days. Yep. And so I'm going to go dance in the alley instead. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. So Heather, the girl from the, the, the horrifying gang, the Rocketeers, uh, she gets dropped off and won't let the other kids come into her house. <laughs> what the fuck was up with this scene? <laughs> so her dad is a priest and her mother is uh, channeling the the Archangel Gabriel oh, by frothing and barking. That's what the Archangel Gabriel sounds like. mother again. <laughs> that, I'm sorry, that cracked me up. That absolutely got Oh, me. shit, we accidentally conjured scene. up that dog that the ice cream man killed. <laughs> uh, 
I mean, holy shit, I, maybe that was a joke. <laughs> Jesus, that would be amazing. <laughs> Uh, yep, so Small Paul takes off by himself and goes to see the ice cream man, who is, as you said, doing a little dance yeah. by himself in the alley, um, and he guesses his favorite flavor. <laughs> What's your favorite uh, flavor of ice cream? Mine? Yeah. Oh, it's butter brickle. <laughs> have you ever had lobster ice cream? I have seen it. I have Ugh. never had it before. It's disgusting. Yeah, I do not. I understand why people like lobster, but I do not. <laughs> I cannot, for the life of me, understand why anyone eats shellfish. No. They eat shit from the bottom Ugh. of the ocean. If anybody had ever seen what those fucking things eat, they literally <laughs> eat feces from the bottom of the ocean, and then you're like, ooh, what's this green stuff in their belly? The answer? Half-digested shit. Yeah. And Please we, don't eat that. And we gotta put that stupid thing on our license plates up here. Um, Gross. Uh, yeah, I want butter brickle. He guesses his favorite flavor. I which want is butter, butter brickle, brickle so fucking bad. Uh, as I said earlier, so you, I think Clint Howard said it was a fake flavor. I swear it's a real flavor. I swear I have had it before. I could have I could have some sort of implanted memory from this yep. movie, but I could swear I've had butter brickle ice cream because before. Because the now. ice cream king who was killed in the beginning, that was uh, Butch Brickle, I think he said his name was, or something like that. Amazing. So I think like I think it was like a fake flavor like that. This guy created. That's so weird. We'll look it up. I'm. I'm You're doing oh, it. Now. Am I going to do that right now? Oh, I don't know. I I, uh, I, I just meant we'll look it up later. I didn't mean to slow everything down. Oh, too fucking late, bro. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. It is for goddamn real. Ah. Look, look at brickle. all those results for butter butter brickle ice cream. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I knew I'd had it. I think Deering ice cream made butter brickle. Okay. I think that's who I'd had it from. Um. And once this so COVID shit's we, done, it'd be great to go out for some butter butter brickle with you. Butter brickle. <laughs> I'm treating. Yeah. <laughs> when COVID is over, yeah. everybody come with us. I will get us all butter brickle. Sweet. Mr. Moneybags over here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just know that this fucking thing's never going to end. So <laughs> I can make that guarantee. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, I really took a yeah. bleak downturn in this podcast. And everybody gets Sorry, free everybody. pinball for life in my shop. <laughs> <laughs> As soon as we're all safe. <laughs> um, so everything is cool here until Paul sees a weird spear thing that drops on the ground. That's the and that's then, the picker from the janitor, from the park janitor who was picking up the trash with yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just covered in grenadine from making his tasty <laughs> treats. I don't know why he couldn't just tell him that. Look, small Paul has glasses. He's smarter than that. <laughs> That's right. I forgot. He's literate and has glasses. Yes. Uh, and so so he takes that as his cue to abduct Small Paul. <laughs> uh, and Tuna, who has been so far behind, like apparently Tuna was going to meet him, but was just so slow. Because he's fat. Just like 10 minute. He's a uh, fat kid. He's fucking so pillow under slow. his shirt. Yeah. <laughs> he's just constantly adjusting that pillow. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> so Tuna catches up just in time to see Small Paul getting stuffed into the back of the ice cream truck. Uh, ice cream man sees Tuna and <laughs> threatens to kill his family. Yeah. When are you kids going to learn that you can't run away from the ice cream man? <laughs> I know where you live. 
Oh, we, love it. we also forgot to mention that everybody wears Converse in this movie. And this movie had a weird sponsorship from Converse shoes. Had an actual fucking sponsorship from Converse. Yeah. How? Why? I could, not, I, I could not find the answer, but somebody brokered that deal. And somebody yeah. thought this was a good idea. Everybody, and also, everybody's if, gonna... you'll, if you'll remember, Converse went out of business sometime in the 90s for a while. Oh. So I'm thinking that perhaps... <laughs> those two things had something in common <laughs> or maybe they were just like <laughs> they could only afford to partnership up with somebody like this <laughs> they were like okay we've got our budget for product placement is five hundred dollars yeah. i don't know what can you do with five hundred dollars worth of product placement who's gonna say yes to that uh, we couldn't, i don't know we... i told clint yeah. howard i'd give him 15 <laughs> pairs of converse <laughs> and he said yes <laughs> We tried our best to get into cool. Hudson Hawk, and they said no. So we went with the ice cream man. <laughs> yeah, they had the uh, they had the uh, the candy bar money. They didn't need any sneaker money. Yep. <laughs> um, so, all right. So yeah, Tuna runs home, and this is where we got that thing where he can't tell his parents because they're fighting over the affair that we don't care about, but they yep. certainly spend <laughs> the bunch of time try on any harder than twice. No. Yep. Two, two tries and he's done so yep uh, ice cream man sits outside of tuna house tuna's house and like stares at him yeah and then he takes off uh, but then he comes back in the middle tuna- of the night to put ice cream and worms in his converse <laughs> I love that yeah I especially love that the because it's Crisco instead of ice cream yeah. so that like so that it wouldn't melt but the idea that that ice cream is still oh solid I didn't even think of that in the morning yeah, yeah, yeah. like he did this like they're in like Southern California, and like that ice cream has still been unmelted from. Like they, they used 10 um, hours. they used mashed potato a lot for the ice cream in this. Oh, yep. Nice. Fun fact. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yeah. So, Tuna and his mom leave to go shopping, and the outfit that Tuna's mom chooses <laughs> to wear out shopping blows my fucking mind. She straight up looks like David Bowie on the Sirius Moonlight tour. Like big squared out shoulders, like big, like very blaze orange. Insanity. And played by played by cult star Sandal Bergman. Sandal Bergman. The cast of of this is crazy. (laughs) Of Conan the Barbarian fame. I mean, like, Sandal Bergman is amazing, and she looks amazing in this movie, mm-hmm. too. She's great. Um, it's too bad she didn't get more work. She kind of had a kind of iffy career for a while. But yeah. um, but she's awesome in this. And uh, and it's hard to not get distracted by the fact that she's Sandal Bergman. Because yes. I keep thinking of her from Conan. <laughs> so, Which might be part of her problem with her career is that she's, you know, when you, like, knock it out of the park with your first role, and then everyone's mm-hmm. like, oh, it's you from that thing. Yeah, but uh, so Tuna meets Ice Cream Man in the dairy case. I love that scene. (laughs) I love that shot out of Ice Cream Man coming. Oh, I lost you. I think it was so good. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. no, it looks incredible. Um, He's but this again, it is a comedy. So a lot of this absurdity is played intentionally, but this bizarre looking human being is chasing a child around a crowded grocery <laughs> store nobody and says nobody shit. says shit like there's nobody, nobody cares. Me- 
Everybody's like, oh, I I, oh look I at that. I Ice cream I man's noticed, chasing a child again. Yeah, I noticed one dude in the background turn his head and look when he ducked under the uh, the shelf to hide. And it was like, that was it. Like, one, one patron in the store actually turned his head. <laughs> There's oh, one weird. guy who's like a good enough Samaritan to, to like care. And it's so funny That's that it. it's so funny that he's hiding too from somebody. He's so panicky. Like, there's a billion adults there. Why doesn't he just grab somebody and go, just... this guy tried to kill me. Look, solved. But we've got this whole chase good. scene through a carpeted grocery store. Uh, Gross. Yeah. And, Gross. Uh, and there's also the scene where he, that woman's pushing the produce cart and he just like jumps onto it. And yeah. uh, here's where the fat kid part doesn't work, though. Like, there's no way that girl wouldn't notice that extra weight just appeared on her cart. And then he rolls off of it and she just keeps going straight. Like, he, she wouldn't notice. Remember, her, it's all pillow weight, so her, she doesn't notice. <laughs> her cart just got like 100 pounds lighter and she's just like, doesn't even notice it. <laughs> oh, God. She's got the thousand yard stare of working retail. Yep. I can relate. I can feel that. Oh, you just pissed on the floor, huh? But then, yeah. Yep, must be Tuesday. Yeah, I'll clean Fuck. it. But then, ironically, <laughs> he gets saved by running to the butcher. <laughs> I, my favorite part of this is before that, slightly before that, he's like, his mom is dressed, you know, like crazy early 80s cocaine era Bowie. Yeah. In the most outrageous, expensive pantsuit ever made no one in the world should have this other than her. And she runs over and he's like, aha, I found you. And it's another woman wearing the exact same <laughs> ridiculous David Bowie costume. And you're like, hey, hey what? what? <laughs> I didn't even think of that. <laughs> Which is funny. And I don't know if they meant it to be played for laughs that there was someone else dressed as absurdly as she was or or not. But it's hard to tell That's with this much joke. time removed. <laughs> Is it the, the, I don't the know. Joke? Scully. Scully. Uh, I don't know. I never thought of that either. Um, I never actually, I didn't actually think about how outlandish her suit was. Uh, I didn't even notice that. I'm thinking back to it. Yeah, totally. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So it's probably sandals um, herself. <laughs> it probably, honestly, she must own it. I mean, I don't think I would imagine that that outfit is more expensive than this movie. could yeah. Muster. Yeah, I think that's Esther Conan Rode the Barbarian. That's the Rodeo Drive shit right there. <laughs> yeah, it really is. I mean, if if you look like David Bowie in something, then you're probably wearing something very expensive. <laughs> um, so we finally get after getting to the butcher, this creepy butcher. Like the number of creepy adults in this movie is very impressive. Imagine the, cast- the butcher. <laughs> Imagine also- the casting call. <laughs> we just need adults <laughs> oh, that like look fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> Have people accused you of being a pedophile? Come to our audition. He's my hero. Oh my god, the fucking kid from the the kid from the fucking uh the, the photo lab. Oh yeah. He was another like total, total freaking weirdo. He looks like uh he looks like Napoleon Dynamite if Napoleon Dynamite was like had like a Clint Howard brother. Yeah. So he's like the Clint Howard brother of Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> and that whole scene didn't need to exist either. Like, what the f- I, I think I think somebody just knew that kid and threw him into a scene. Because like he, she, yeah, she, no, all that scene needed was her to drop off the film and go, Hey, I'll be back in an hour for it. Cool. Yeah, that whole, like, the fact uh, that do you want doubles? The fact that they a... didn't hire Eddie Deason for that role is criminal. Shame. 
I mean, <laughs> that's shame on you for not hiring. Eddie Deason was busy with something else. Yeah. It was like a Grease cast reunion or something that he was like, he had to show up for. He, he was shooting make. Beverly Hills Vamp at the time. Awesome movie. That's, that would, <laughs> that would make sense. Um, <clears throat> so it, we finally, Tuna finally tells her about the ice cream man and the police are like, we're on it. We're a crack squad of genius policemen. They're terrible. They go, they bust up the fucking factory. That scene is great. It's amazing. Especially when the guy walks with the axe over his shoulder and just (laughs) smashing the light bulb. Their whole idea of the searching is just smashing everything in sight. Well, Clinton watches on sadly. Could, could you please try to search more carefully? Could you search more carefully? Uh, and and they're told so that they're told to look for false walls. They don't even go in the cooler and, and, where there's an obvious false fucking wall. It's yeah, they're like looking for legitimate false walls, and this false wall is a board. Yeah, it's a. Bored. Uh, again, <laughs> fine. It's a comedy. Yeah. I forgive it. But um, so we get my favorite actor. My favorite role of the whole movie is the cop who doesn't want to get his hand caught in that thing. Yeah. <laughs> I want a spinoff with just the guy who's like, man, I'd hate to get my hand caught in that thing. <laughs> I just want to know about this guy. Yeah. I want to know what his deal is. Does he say that about everything? Does he just wander around all day like, I don't want to get my hand caught in that thing. Whoa. Ooh, that would be a bad thing to get your foot caught in. <laughs> Ooh, your head would be bad to stick in this thing. Oh, I wouldn't want to stick my finger in that light socket. <laughs> Hate to get my wiener stuck in that. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, too far, Does he Ted. have a history? <laughs> Is is this like there's some sort of backstory where he's been getting body parts stuck in random things <laughs> at investigations for this entire time? And he was like, oh, I know myself well enough to not put my hand in that blender. Um, I also want this spinoff. <laughs> so, uh, spoiler alert, the reason he mentions that those blades that look so flimsy to us, the audience, are so very deadly that we we get two different mentions of how they could take your hand off yeah. in the movie because we're looking at them and they look like they're made of cardboard. But they are. no, rest assured, they are razor sharp implements of death and destruction. So I, I also love that. use it to grind my nuts. Yeah, I also love that I use it to crush nuts. How many nuts would you have to fill that thing with to, <laughs> to, to use it for that? Uh, yeah, I have no idea. I, I, I love it. I love it so much. Um, And also, I love the fact that there's foreshadowing for like, I wouldn't want to get my hand caught in that. Mm -hmm. And he never does. Yeah. Like, you you don't say I would hate to get my hand caught in that in a horror movie and nobody gets their hand taken off. (laughs) That's bizarre. It's just... That's just mean. Um, so I'd hate to get my body shoved into that. <laughs> would that have worked better? <laughs> yes. I would hate to be thrown into this in some I, sort of ironic death at the end of a motion picture. I would sure hate if some 10-year-old got the better of me and plug this in and push me into this thing. <laughs> that would be just like the Pied Piper. Yeah. I haven't read the Pied Piper. Uh, anyway... <laughs> So, um, uh, so yeah, do you realize how long it takes to make butter? Brickle? Fuck yes. 
my favorite. As, as if it's and like I love that butter beer. brickle is green. Yeah. <laughs> it's like in its original state, butter brickle is bright green when it hits the floor for some reason. It turns brown and yellow when you freeze it. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yes. yeah, I love I love how he's like, do you know how long it takes to make that? As if it's like a, a special beer that needs to ferment or something like that. Like, no, it's nuts and sugar and cream. You know <laughs> <laughs> This has been barrel aged. Barrel for the last, aged this brickle. milk has been barrel aged in the sun for for months. <laughs> uh, yeah, Chunky. disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> so I love. I also the other the other part of this that I love is that they've just like torn this fucking thing apart. Not a single one has set foot in his truck yeah. that is full of body parts, <laughs> like. <laughs> And, eyeballs, rats, etc. And let alone, nobody's calling the health inspector. He's making ice cream in this cobweb-infested, dusty-ass, <laughs> broken-down place. Yeah, man. The cops find nothing, though. And uh, Jen Michael Vincent uh, compliments the plastic daisies yep. on his way out. So that they can... I, I mean, this is all just so that they'll have some sort of... Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> some sort of banter here. <laughs> uh... And so they're whatever. For some reason, Jan Michael Vincent leaves and he's still suspicious of the ice cream man. I don't know yeah. what it is about him. <laughs> There's just something that's leaving a weird taste in Jan Michael Vincent's mouth. Uh, and we get more of the Happy Days flashbacks. Um, and he goes back, grabs small Paul out of the secret room in the refrigerator and gives him a scoop of floor ice cream. Yeah. Take some butter brickle off the floor. Which now, once you put it into a cone, is no longer. I guess green. it's made now. It is. And now it's <laughs> it now it's take frozen. Long to make either. Paul yeah. <laughs> loves it. Well, we I mean, it takes a long time to make it up to that point. Yeah. But then once it tips over, it's like ah, pretty much instantly yeah. done. Then we get that weird ass Stockholm syndrome dealy with Small Paul and the Ice Cream Man. Yeah. Which goes. He starts. Uh, we'll get there. It gets so unresolved. Yeah, it's it's weird because I think. You definitely get uh, like two different conflicting messages from the relationship between Paul and the ice cream man, Mm -hmm. because at some points you're like, oh, this kid is really smart and he's playing to ice cream man. He knows what his craziness is. And so he's just like leading him on so that he can foil him at some point. But then there are moments when he's like he's watching him kill police officers out front and he's got the wide eyes he's, and he's laughing. Like, I'm enjoying this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then he's like, Oh, I gotta stop him. I gotta save my friends. Uh, and yep. then he, when after he boldly stops him, then he's like, Oh, I'm crazy. And I'm playing with an ice cream machine again. Like what the fuck? Pick a side, Paul. Are you a crazy yeah. ice cream man? Or are you a smart kid? Come on. <laughs> are, are you just a reason to have a sequel that we're never going to see? <laughs> So sad. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's weird. There, so many of these, like now we get the foreshadowing to, to ice cream man getting blended up because basically Clint leans over the, the nut blender and he's just like got his forehead, like right next to the oh, blade. That was giving me anxiety. Him having him. <laughs> I was like, yeah, oh, please, oh, back absolutely. Up. please back up. <laughs> He's got like he's got like three inches of prosthetic forehead on there before it would hit his actual head, so it's fine. You are gonna um, blow our interview <laughs> chances with Quinn Howard if you fuck it on his forehead. Everybody needs prosthetic foreheads on their real heads. In the oh, words of they might be. Okay, I, I was just gonna say I got giants in my head there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Great. Yes, okay, now they're at church. 
<laughs> now they're at church with the creepy priest. And with the fucking fans with the church on them. <laughs> Man, David Warner adds so much credibility to anything that he's in. Mm-hmm. And this is like him in this. He's just fucking killing it as the creepy priest. His his sermon there, you're like, I think this is a different movie about yeah. like some sort of satanic something that is really terrifying. <laughs> but uh we only get a little bit of him. I guess too. So, he was only he was only on set for two days. <laughs> yeah, he definitely looks like a two day appearance. Yeah. But you know, worth every penny to have him in there. Yep, he's definitely up to the the value of this movie considerably by his presence. Um, so now they've gone. The kids have gone back to their rooms, and as the ice cream man drives by again, staring at them, like looking creepy and being like, ah. They're like they decide to go losers club on this, and they're like, "All right, we're gonna we're gonna dress up in weird little kid commando gear, and we're gonna t- bicycle take out to his place, <laughs> take our rocket bikes, and we're out for vengeance." I don't know what their plan is. I mean, part of their plan is to take photos. I think yes, uh, which they do accomplish. They do grab so they bring because they bring the cop brothers the, camera. Yep, and. Uh, <clears throat> So now we have this scene where they've gone out and they're following. Uh, the girl has gone to Ice Cream Man's truck and is taking photos. And the other two kids have followed the Ice Cream Man out to a graveyard where he's dragged a big plastic bag. Which they think is Small Paul. They assume it's Small Paul's body. In reality, it is a, like a portable ice cream set up yeah like it's like a fold out thing with cones and ice cream it's like a like one of those fancy 60s liquor bars that you would take with you only it's for ice cream yes and, he, and he's visiting That's... the grave of the ice cream king which brickle uh and he yes. and he has this great scenery talks to all the other ghosts at the cemetery as well <laughs> like he's talking to Butch brickle putting ice cream cones and he's like, excuse me Yeah, I'm talking to this guy. Hey, hold on. Shush. No. Yeah. Yeah. And he gets mad at all of the ghosts that are screaming at him, which is amazing. So all of the voices that are in his head are other ghosts or whatever. Uh, Yeah, it's so good. He gets really crazy and really awesome. And so next stop, we get Ice Cream Man going to visit the floozy again. Um, And so... While Ice Cream Man is in, like, visiting the floozy, she's taking photos, Heather's taking photos of his truck. Um, She gets, I don't know what happens here. Because of the editing, there's some funky. Yeah, it's a little weird. There's there's something, who shoots the fucking rocket? uh, I couldn't tell. I thought it was her, but it's not. I thought it was her, too. But, yeah, then we cut to the kid in the back of the police. I thought it it was the kid. I thought it was a kid freaked so out about it, Ice Cream Man. So he, either way, the kid sees a car on his bike, freaks out, and shoots a rocket at it. <laughs> it's very strange, but she does that, and the cop that's in the car... So it is her. Is it? She shoots the rocket. I thought it was And Tuna. then... I don't know, but Tuna and the other kid wind up in the other cop car that has two cops in it. Oh, okay. And she winds up in the cop car that has a single cop. And the single cop goes... Uh, it's that's uh, six million dollar man's kid, whatever yeah. his name is. Lee Major, I can't remember yeah. it. 
Yeah. Um, so he's he says the kid's got a gun because <laughs> he's, he's a fucking idiot. Yeah, and he never draws a gun <laughs> or freaks out about it or anything. He's just like, oh. that is very clearly not a gun, dude. <laughs> very clearly not a gun. Um, although maybe I am as, learning as something. As he pulls out a model rocket out of his holster, and shoots back. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! They dropped the Jesus. ball on that one. No <laughs> oh, man, that's, that's why he doesn't understand yep. because he thinks that model rockets are yeah. guns. Uh, <laughs> okay, so she manages to get home somehow by shooting that rocket. She gets the attention of that guy, which spooks Ice Cream Man. I think. I think this is the thing. Ice Cream Man was close enough to grab her. But she shoots the rocket, which spooks the cop, who turns on his lights, and then he's like, oh shit, Ice Cream Man takes off. And so she bikes home and gets back to her house. And that's something that we see off screen. We don't see on screen. Okay. Yeah. That's a totally off screen thing. Because next, those two other kids who've been picked up by the cop are like, she's gone. She went out to look for the. For, for ice, that the ice cream truck oh, and right, now she's gone and he's got her and she's he's, she's dead that's right because they split so, up the two kids went to the graveyard she went to the yeah. truck yep okay yeah and so they go uh, that whole scene is very broken because the locations and him moving like a lot of that stuff does not make sequential sense yep just as far as like they're seeing him at the same time He's probably supposed to be elsewhere. I don't know why they hadn't left yet or whatever. It's, it's very, very bizarre. Like, it seems like she should have been taking photos of the ice cream truck while he was at the grave. Mm-hmm. Because that's how, that's how it went down. I would have made but, sense. What actually went, but what actually went down is that he then left there, went to the Floozy's house, and he was there to kill her. And she took photos while he was there. And then she saw the flash. Yep. But then he saw the flash and he came back in. So so she gets saved again. I don't know. Wait, that floozy's Whatever. like a cat. She's got like nine lives. <laughs> she, yeah, she's got three Maybe lives. Maybe three. <laughs> um, <laughs> we don't know. She lost the other six prior to this. Floozing around. Um, <laughs> Making poor yes, floozy, floozy choices. They were, they were venereal disease related. <laughs> um, so Heather finally gets this... Uh, it's the Pied Piper allegory seems to be sticking with Heather now after she's reading the, the version of Pied Piper that's <laughs> in the room with them uh, that's been being shoved in our faces for an uh, hour now. Um, that's completely unnecessary. And we find, out after, we find out after she's brought the photos to the one-hour photo mat and we've met the, the Napoleon Dynamite Clint yep. Howard. Um, <laughs> we've... We find out that that was not the their camera. They're looking for money to get the the photos developed to pick them up. They're like scrounging for quarters, and the brother comes in and is like, "Why have you got my camera? Blah, blah, blah. Wait, where's the, the yeah. <laughs> where's the film?" And, and we, it turns out he has compromising photos. He's got sexy shots of him and his girlfriend. Yeah, he's got sexy shots. Mm. And so, you know, it would be really inconvenient if this was the only photo mat in the entire world that developed their photos in the window <laughs> facing the street. Boy, I certainly hope that's not the case. Um, oops, yeah, it is. It is. Uh, so <laughs> that must be awesome for exhibitionists. They can just like put their photos in there and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah you're all going to have to see this. We didn't do it. It's these guys. Yep. Um, <clears throat> so 
some cops fall asleep outside the ice cream man's place and he wakes them up with ice cream cones. That scene went nowhere. No. What was that about? What was the purpose of that? I think it's just him flaunting like he knows the cops are following him. Being like, okay. like I'm innocent. Right. I'm not doing anything wrong. Uh, here's some ice cream, uh, I think. I've maybe. got butter brickle. <laughs> <laughs> Three months aged. It's <laughs> <laughs> my aged butter brickle. Okay, so uh, so now douche cop guy is going with his girlfriend out to recover the film that is being developed. Yes. Or the photos that are being developed. Um, Ice Cream Man sees Tuna's dad with the floozy. Now this is, here is my question. Um, in this scene, has he... Is he angry at the dad because he thought that he was going to have a chance with the floozy? Was this like a, like, oh, man. I, did he keep going there because he was like, oh, I think she's into me. And I, so he's, like, going to actually date her these other times. And then now he's angry. Or he could just be going there to kill Tuna's dad. Because as he said, like, I'm going to kill your parents. I know where you live. He legitimately oh, said that to point. Tuna. And now he blocked his... Oh. Blocked his dad's yeah. car in the driveway, which he could have seen parked there because he's the ice cream man driving all around everywhere. <laughs> yep, that's true. Okay, so he does that. He blocks he blocks the dad's Beamer into the Floozy's house. And we get and... the best kill of the movie. <laughs> God. <laughs> I... <laughs> I'm just going to have to assume that... Clint Howard can overpower American Werewolf in London dad uh, in this instance because this is by no means a fatality that he inflicts on the dad coming out of the, out of the gate here. This is at best an annoyance. Yeah. Um, so he, he basically, the, the dad like knocks on the door and he's like, hey, ice cream man, move your damn truck, move your piece of junk. Yeah. And he opens the doors to go into the back of the truck and Clint Howard comes out of the shadows brandishing his waffle iron <laughs> that is red hot and he snaps it on American werewolf in London's face and kills him. <laughs> well, obviously when he comes back later, we, we know he did the finish the deed with, I don't know, maybe the janitor's pokey stick. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I mean, eventually he severs his head somehow. Yeah. And clearly he's good at severing heads, as we find out later. Um, oh, my God. What a fucking amazing scene. Uh, so good. All right. So he goes back to visit the floozy now after that. And uh, he brings uh, he brings the dad's head in a giant waffle cone. <laughs> After she makes some really gross innuendos. Uh, and, uh, yeah. She refers to her vagina as like a custard something or other. What? Ugh. I don't remember that. <laughs> She's like, oh, maybe we can exchange recipes. A bomb pop for a custard pie. <laughs> or something <laughs> like that. Whatever her her innuendo was fucking gross. Okay. It was like, oh, there's... If that if that's the case, that it, there's something fucking wrong. You need to go to the doctor immediately, immediately. Um, so uh, 
Yep, so she screams. He kills her with something. I was kind of annoyed that we didn't see what he was killing her with. It was kind with. of a lame kill. It was yeah. such a weird shot. Yeah. Because it's just like he, he brandishes something in his left hand and just kind of... Kind of stabs her. A, then we see the blood splash on his face, but it's like... Yeah. Well, why would we yeah, see like we an don't... ice cream scoop or something funny, you know? You would have thought that they would have gone for something thematic, and there was nothing thematic. It would have been cool if he took the, the head cone and stabbed the end of the head cone through her mouth. So, like, the cone came out and it was, like, her head holding the other guy's head in the cone. <laughs> That's so much effects. <laughs> they only had $2 million. They couldn't do too many severed heads. <laughs> or, you know what? They, God, they did a lot of really good severed heads in this yeah. movie. I think the severed heads were, like, half their budget. Uh, they were. Um, uh, that was another thing. I saw Clint Howard talking about that with the head scene at the end. Uh, they had to be very careful with those heads because those are the only heads they had because they spent so much money and time making those heads that, like, when you see him throw a head off screen, he's throwing it to the prop guy to make sure he catches it and, like, n- that head doesn't get damaged or anything. Oh, I, was, I, thought that he, I thought that he lost the other head and they had that whole thing because he did damage one of the heads. I assumed when I was watching that, I was like, Oh, why would he starts out with two heads and then he he's like, eh, two heads aren't better than one and yeah. throws one away. I was like, oh, he broke the, the mechanism in it or something. But, <laughs> nope, that's why. Okay. Yep. Interesting. <laughs> All right. So. Yeah. So meanwhile, we've got the uh, the cops doing actual research. Finally, they find the clinic where ice cream man and the nurse had been prior and uh and then we get to the photo lab yep and we see all of their nude photos developing they <laughs> their timing is perfect they show up just in time to see all their nudes going through the window and she freaks out and she's like ah he runs in to get the the photos and then this plot point that really fucks up the rest of the movie for me in some ways uh she sees actual proof now yeah. Oh, she's fuck, got, you're right. <laughs> the end of the movie, they're like, well, we have no proof. Yeah. What can we do? Except that you have photos. You've got all those photos. You have actual blood, photos. Ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, however, I feel like that can be explained away by the, by the fact that the cop is overzealous and he's looking to be a hero cop. Oh, yeah. And he says, we've got no evidence. Shut up. But what about the evidence? No, whatever. I'm just going to go in because mm-hmm. I'm hero cop. And he's... I think he's just so gung ho that he was going to do that anyway. Yeah. Um, so, uh, ba 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 ba. Right. Uh, ice cream man and Paul are doing their little like bonding, making ice cream moments. Um, um. And <laughs> here's, there's the scene right here that I was like, did Clint Howard botch his lines or was this just written super, super weird? Because he's like, you got to put the special ingredient in. It's about putting it in and you just, you, you got to put the special amount in of the ingredient. <laughs> and like, he just kind of repeats the same thing like three times in just vague mutations of it. I'm, I'm not saying it verbatim, but it's like, he it was something did, like that. He probably just did the scene after coming out of Jan Michael Vincent's trailer. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, I was standing three feet away from Jan Michael Vincent. <laughs> and I, I just wasted. got wasted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, probably. 
Mm. Okay, and so uh, again, we get our we get our second warning that the blade will take his hand mm-hmm. off if he puts it in there. Uh, and so those blades, they're dangerous. Very Just sharp. remember that it's gonna be important. Very sharp. Uh, <laughs> And so this is that scene where he strains the ice cream and finds the jewelry in the diaphragm. Um, and then the uh, the cops go in to the mental ward and they they meet the uh, who they think is the head of the mental ward. And this becomes its own little mini movie here. Like, yes, I love this whole movement. It's fun. It's, so he, it's he cliche as he, fuck, but it's great, you know. Oh, it's actually not the doctor. It's the the patient pretending to be the doctor. And here's the actual doctor strapped to the table. Uh, Despite the fact that this hospital's fallen into ruins forever ago, apparently that doctor's still alive and hanging there. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's still got a needle jammed in his head full of reanimator fluid. Maybe that's keeping him alive. Maybe they've been feeding him ice cream this whole time. Who knows? Um, But yes, the inmates have taken over the asylum, literally. Um... And so we find out also that the reason that uh, that there's an ice cream fixation is because Nurse Warden used to give everyone ice cream when the pain would get to when the isolation and the sadness would get too great. <laughs> and so uh, so we go in. He's our our fake doctor runs down the hall giggling like a fucking madman. Yeah. And then we get into this, like, the anthrax video part of this thing, which is fun, but it really, like, it looks like the cheapest haunted house in the world. It looks like somebody basically was like, okay, we've got a punk house, and we've got a bunch of haunt actors dressed as inmates. So we're like, it just looks like a regular punk rock house. I've been in houses that look like that. Apparently it was an actual hospital though. Uh, It was an actual abandoned hospital. And that was, that paint was already there. They didn't even have to spray paint shit. shit. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, so it basically was a punk house. That makes perfect sense. then. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I get it. That's great. Uh, So that, that is even cheaper. Um, Yeah. It looks like a trauma movie. So that would, Oh yeah. That all checks out. Yep. Um, (laughs) All right. So, all of the uh, all the inmates of this asylum, they're all like zombified and they're talking about happy days and they're like coming at them and they're kind of pushing them away. And then they and then, start getting all fucking police brutality on these fucking mental patients. Well, one does because uh, fucking cops. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what uh, Lee Major two just starts kicking ass like Chuck Norris style. And yeah. uh What's his nuts? Jan Michael Vincent just like drunkenly slugs through walks like like he couldn't even care less that he's in that mental home. <laughs> I I thought you were gonna say he couldn't care less that he's in this movie. Well, that too, because I think that <laughs> that might be the other. But he, part he of totally that. looked like he was just not in any mood to do anything. They're like, just act, okay, go, okay. I'm just gonna walk, go. I'm just gonna walk like I don't care about anything. Is that all right? <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure that they gave him stuff to remember and that there were, like, stunt guys who were ready to do a big fight scene yeah. with him. And he's, he's like, like nope. no, I'm just going to walk like I don't give a shit about anything. Elbow to the face. <laughs> I might punch one guy. And then I'm going to walk to my trailer. Yep. And I'm going to drink. <laughs> fun. <laughs> he seems like a fun guy to work with. Yeah. Uh, so the kids are headed home and Ice Cream Man abducts Tuna and we pretty much see that this whole thing was just so that he could say, I'm trolling, I'm for, trolling tuna. for tuna <laughs> and your <laughs> ice cream. 
Okay. Can we talk about that? That's fucking terrible. How lazy is that fucking joke? Your ice cream. Your ice cream? (laughs) Is that... Okay, hold on. I have some alternates. Okay. I've written them down. I just came up with one, so... Uh, All right. Hit me. Our new flavor will have a tuna swirl. Ah! It's okay. Okay. They say not to store tuna in the freezer, but you were too fat for the fridge. Oh, he's a fat kid! (laughs) Okay. Uh... (laughs) You're a big one. I'm going to hang you over my mantle, tuna. Because uh, he's a fish. <laughs> yeah. I think all of those work better. Okay, okay, okay what's okay. your alternate? I, wa- I wonder if I wonder if ice cream for cats will sell, because cats do love tuna. <laughs> <laughs> that is a long walk, and I fucking love it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the notepad there. I didn't sit in a, my condo all day writing fucking tuna ice cream jokes. <laughs> I was just watching it while I made alternates. Yeah. I have those were three off the top of my yeah. head that I wrote down. Uh, okay, all right. Kids go to bro cop. He says he says they can't go to the police with no evidence. Obviously, they have the photos, so they do have evidence. But he's going to be bullheaded and ignore the fact that they have worst evidence. cops ever. <laughs> He's not really a cop, though, yet, I guess. Oh, oh I that's bro cop, yeah. Is. Oh, he's going to yeah, be the worst so, cop ever. <laughs> he's, yeah, he is. And that's a high fucking bar, as yeah. we've learned. <laughs> uh, so he's like, I got the gun. The badge will follow. Yeah, yeah. Great, great idea. Instant cop disqualifier. Uh, so, disqualifier. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 100% should. So Small Paul and Ice Cream Man talk about the Pied Piper. And it makes absolutely no sense. Like, it makes less sense now than it did before. He's like, oh, so the Ice Cream King was like the Pied Piper. Yeah. And he was making everyone happy and luring them to a happy life of happiness. And, like, what, what the fuck are you talking about? No, he was a None of it makes any sense. Coke-dealing ice cream that- man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess he was bringing happiness, bringing happiness to people in the form of cocaine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> cocaine and ice cream sounds great uh so bro cop goes in ice cream man hears him coming a mile away and he's like oh it looks like we've got company and uh clint disguises himself with a clown mask and and our super cop walks right past him <laughs> which is vaguely believable with that idiot yeah and so so now we have the brother in air quotes. We already know what's going on. He walks like Clint Howard, <laughs> the brother walking back to the car, like Clint Howard. It was and awesome. He gets in the car. Oh, his walk was fucking amazing. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And, and he, he turns to the, the lady and's like, hi, honey, I'm here or whatever. <laughs> How you doing, honey? <laughs> <laughs> and then lazily so, uh, stabs an ice cream scoop through her head under her jaw. Like, is that what happened? Yeah. It was lazy. Okay. We didn't see it. We I just saw not, the aftermath. I couldn't figure it out to save my life. Because his quip was, that's what I call a brain freeze. And I was like, I don't get it. Yeah. I don't see what's happening. So I couldn't understand. Okay. I almost wish I thought that he. I almost wish it went more Dr. Thought... Giggles cartoony. Like he stabbed an ice cream cone through the top of her head. Like that would have been funny. But yeah, he just sure. like, he shoved like an ice cream scoop underneath her jaw that got into her mouth like that's not even touching her brain like it doesn't work 
<laughs> yeah, I, I thought, I honestly assumed that she that he had thrown the brain of the bro cop at her, and we just couldn't see it in the dark. No, yeah, I, no. Did not know what was going on there at all. Okay. Um, so this is when small Paul is looking out the window and he's totally like clearly gone mental. Yeah. Um, and we get what is just a, a scene that is so beautiful. It defies description. <laughs> uh, ice cream man doing a puppet show for the kids using the severed heads of the two police officers. <sighs> this is beyond 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 um he just does a bunch of really shitty jokes <laughs> i almost think it's too much i i like oh, i expected it to be a quick <laughs> I, I i did i thought it was gonna be a quick throwaway gag like he comes up does one joke with the head one joke then chucks the heads and goes after the kids but he just keeps walking slowly with two heads <laughs> on a stick through them <laughs> and he keeps arguing with them yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not funny <laughs> I, and that was honestly i think that was why for me was because the payoff of him doing the jokes for a while mm -hmm. and then getting over to the, like, as he's getting to the fence, he's like, he starts getting mad at them for making the jokes. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's having a three-way conversation. He's finally like, you're not funny. Yeah. Cut it out. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, he actually has a moment. I was like, okay, that's cool. And then he throws the one head. He still has one for some reason. Uh, keeps chasing the kids around. Nurse Wharton wakes up and... Uh, there's some sort of banter between he says uh, he's just playing hide and her. seek with the kids and he's going to try right. to be quieter. The kids yep. want to play hide and seek. Uh, and so the kids run to nurse Wharton who agrees to hide them because she still believes that they're playing hide and seek. Mm -hmm. Now question, is she mental? Oh is yeah. She complicit. I think she's totally mental. Okay. I don't think she's Do complicit. You think she's Okay, she's mental and ignoring the facts is what you think. That's what I that think was, what, that was my read on the situation. I, I, I think she let the kids in because they were hiding from her, but then she's such a fan of Gregory. She was like, oh, Greg, get to here. Okay, yeah. <laughs> she's incapable of seeing it because she's, yeah, okay. I, I agree. So I she's think selling the kids out, too. but she just thinks they're selling them out in a hide-and-seek game. No, like, right. I'm, yep. yep. Agree. Okay, so uh, Ice Cream Man grabs tuna again who somehow got out of the freezer do we know what happened he chained we, it him was off freezer. camera yeah okay so something happened and somehow he, tuna strength. he got out of <laughs> he used his used his amazing tuna strength um okay but the two cops have shown up the other two cops and he's like using tuna as a human shield now yes and uh and this is a supernatural this is part <laughs> this is when he does does his little he has a ladder in there he climbs up dude he throws the kid <laughs> the cop opens the door and he's there opens the door in one second and he's gone like michael myers and he jumps off the, yeah. the roof of, there's no way ice cream man could climb up a ladder to that roof there was no ladder either uh when he looked at the Listen, truck he's using clint howard powers ah, howard you power. don't know what amazing powers clint howard has the howard power 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 uh, <laughs> but he does he gets up on top of the truck with the two big heavy ice cream scoops jumps down and knocks the two cops <laughs> unconscious with them hey it's thematic it's awesome i love it um and then uh and then we get the the denouement of the movie where he gets he gets his comeuppance here is weird 
So Small Paul somehow knows that if he flashes a puts a flashlight on this this photo of the ice cream king, that the ice cream man is going to be like, oh, I need to follow you into whatever, and so he does. I I felt he like just basically I felt like it was a Friday the Thirteenth Jason's mom kind of dealy. Like oh, it was absolutely. Yeah. But why? Absolutely. Like, I don't think Ice Cream Man is up that far gone to be like, oh, somebody's shining a flashlight on a picture. That's obviously the guy. I do remember him being three and a half feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you got me. But it does work. He uh, he follows it. He uh, he keeps having mental institution flashbacks as he's going towards mm-hmm. the towards the thing. The vat is on with all the blades, and he slips and falls into it, and he's instantly blended up oh, into ice cream. I'd hate to give my hand called nothing. <laughs> but jumping into it is fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the Pied Piper now, ice cream dick? dick? Yeah, what did that he even says. mean? <laughs> and that's where I'm saying, Again, like, small it, Paul's story arc is so fucked, because, like, we so feel weird. like he conquered it. You know what I mean? He's good. But then he's in yeah. therapy playing with an ice cream machine afterwards. Like, Right. Yeah. And, and I mean, so the kids meet up afterwards, like the three remaining kids. And they're like, where's small Paul? And he's like, oh, where do you think he is? He's in therapy. therapy. Uh, and they, but they've let Roger become a rocketeer, too. That other missing kid from yes. earlier. Yep. <laughs> but it wasn't like... I feel like they should have been like, oh, he's at the asylum or he's... He's still locked up because he's still, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's like therapy is more like, oh, he goes out for an hour every Tuesday and talks about his trauma with the ice cream man. Okay, fine. You know, he's in that that, special therapy where he sits in a big dark void and spins his ice cream and hand, maker and hand cranks an, an old timey <laughs> ice cream machine. That's therapy. We just give him rock salt and cream and we're just let like, him go for an hour and uh, send him back home. He's, he's happy. We've got ice cream. Yeah. It's, it's a win win for all of us. Um, yeah. So I wish there was a better sad ending. Yeah. I wish there was a yeah. better end line too. Like, I agree. Who's a Pied Piper now, ice cream dick? Like, what? <laughs> Again, if they had figured out some way to make the Pied Piper allegory actually cohesive throughout yeah. the movie and make even a hint of sense with what was going on, which they <laughs> just absolutely no. did not, categorically did not manage to attach that allegory mm. to anything. So, but whatever. Then I would have been like, okay, the ice cream dick, whatever, the Pied Piper line would have worked, but yeah. it did not. So, yeah, I agree. Bad ending line, but overall, my God, who isn't happy that this fucking movie exists? Oh, I love it, man. I mean, I've loved Jesus. it forever. What a what a wonderful thing that we have been given in having the ice cream man in this world. I, I remember, uh, I remember yeah. when this was a new release at the video store and I was fucking psyched. <laughs> I grabbed that Me immediately. Too. Yeah. I was just like, I don't know. I didn't even know who Clint Howard was at the time. You know what I mean? I was just like, Oh, <laughs> the guy with a bloody ice cream coat. This looks good. <laughs> yep. I was already a Clint Howard fan when this movie came out. And this was like, Oh my God, this is, <laughs> <laughs> this is the this was perfect. Yeah. Um yeah, no complaints. 
nothing there is nothing better than this for for me for a clint howard movie however we should probably do evil speak i was just gonna say that i have never seen evil speak i have evil speak but i've never watched it yeah let's do it next week okay Fuck it. I'll go dig That'd out the DVD out of the basement there. Yeah, so I found the DVD then, at Bull Moose for like two ninety seven, and I was like, I've never seen this, but it's got Clinton Howard. Oh. Looks good. I'll buy this for I three love bucks. it. I, I yeah. think it's great. It's a, I've it's heard a great fun, things. I've like, just never seen it. Yeah. It's a very like prototype kind of movie. It's mm-hmm. one of those movies that's like ahead of its time in a lot of ways. Like it's got a lot of ideas that were ripped off later on. Yep. It's cool. I like it a lot. Nice. Uh, and it's got really creepy pig stuff in it, <laughs> which like weird, creepy pig <clears throat> stuff is always cool. Um, yeah. Awesome. Cool. Let's do that. Yeah. This thing has been long as fuck. I don't know I how know. long we talked before it started. Uh, it's 920. But, uh, uh, so, yeah, we've been going on probably almost two hours at least. <laughs> it's like it's this thing says an hour 46, but I don't know how long we talked before I started rolling. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> Either way, it's been a long one. So uh, I will uh, I will say, follow us at Funbox Monster Podcast and at Coast City Comics and buy things from me die. online at CoastCityComics.com, please. And I am Matt Awkward, VHS Fiend. Uh, I have nothing to sell, but I've got a lot of pretty pictures you can look at for free. And uh, also buy nice. things at CoastCity.com. And, and, <laughs> and, and if you're in town, come to the Coast City soft reopening. Would you call it Soft that? reopening July 15th. Yes. Very fucking soft. <laughs> it's going to be real soft because we're going to be like, knock on the door. If you don't have a mask, get the fuck out. But yeah. Nice. Totally going to. Yep. Totally going to do it. Fucking enforce that mask shit, dude. Yeah. Sick of it. Enforcers. <laughs> yeah. Pinball's open? Going to get them. What's that? Is the pinball going to be open? No pinball. Uh, I don't think. I need to think about it. Yeah. It's such a fucking Petri dish. Yep. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. It just feels like that might be a bridge too far. Yeah. But we'll see. One day at a time. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll be going one day at a time. We'll just see what, what seems to be working and we'll keep going from there. But yeah. But if you don't want to wear a mask I'm, and hey, if you don't even want to wear pants, you can always go to coastcitycomics.com buy a cool t-shirt. Uh, defund box, exactly. the monster podcast, please shirts coming soon. defund box monster podcast the police wow that is a a mouthful i'm I'm on it just so absurd it might work uh and i need a new coast city shirt i haven't got a new coast city shirt for a while you do awesome and you can also buy our jello biafra was right about everything shirts now too (laughs) (laughs) awesome So I will see you next week, Matt. Awesome. Good to see you as always. Always a pleasure. All right. All right, man. Take it easy. Good night.